Well, hi there. It is Kelly Turner, and this is the uh, Sense and Civility podcast. And we're up to episode two, which last few days has been, um, it, it's been in my head, but the execution of it hasn't come around until now. And the reason for that is because it's been crazy busy. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, the my day job, my day job is uh, at the at a couple of radio stations in Cortez. Actually, I manage nine radio stations, uh, oversee programming and operations on nine radio stations. But the two that I am uh, um, directly involved with, as far as programming myself, um, in person. Most of the time, KRTZ FM and KVFC, which is an AM FM combo. And uh, so those two stations have been keeping me very busy. I am also program director for a couple of other news talks, one in Durango, which is KDGO, and one in Farmington, New Mexico, which is uh, KENN. I'm the program director for both of those. But anyway, uh, yeah, all of those sorts of things have been keeping me very busy and in fact uh, unlike many people I haven't even gotten a good chance to shelter in place from all this you know people are saying oh my goodness we're I'm at home and I'm looking for things to do and I'm bored to tears and I'm thinking to myself boy what it would not be uh, to be bored to tears I mean I it has not been boring for me the past several days. I have been doing some work from home. I've been doing some work from the radio station. Right now I am sitting in my office at the radio station and I'm the only one here. Thank the Lord above that I'm the only one here. Not only for health reasons, but for mental health reasons. Uh, because people are just singularly minded. And I guess rightly so. But they're so singularly minded when when talking about things. I guess they have a bunch of pent-up discussion points when they encounter people, and it's all related to um, coronavirus, COVID-19, the economy as a result of COVID-19, the uh, socioeconomic situations, the sociological situations regarding COVID-19. And I mean, I, I agree that it's a big deal. It has altered life for pretty much everyone uh, around the world. But as far as the individual stories go and, and things like that, there are times when I think to myself, yeah, I'm kind of over it. I kind of just want to go to work and get my work done and, you know, enjoy my job because I do enjoy my job sitting here in, in, uh, in my office at the radio stations. I just finished, uh, doing a couple of newscasts for two of the stations and obviously the news headlines dominated by COVID-19 and and the economy and things like that. So, yeah, I get it. It's a big deal. But at the same time, any time that I can kind of experience 
normal life, I welcome that opportunity, which is why I think it is so important for me as a uh, quote-unquote essential service or an essential employee in an essential service to come to work every day. Come to work and get it done and enjoy doing it. And I have been. I've been doing get, getting a lot done here. You know, in, in the course of a normal week, I, you know, back in the good old days when weeks were normal, I would do a fair amount of traveling around the Four Corners area here. I would travel to Farmington, New Mexico, Durango, Colorado, and of course I live here in Cortez, Colorado, and put on a good amount of miles. I have not gone to the other um, the other markets, Durango or Farmington, in golly, it's been a couple of weeks now, and I miss the traveling. Honestly, I I miss traveling over land and getting to see the countryside, especially in such a beautiful time of year around here. It's springtime and the mountains are loaded with snow. I can see them out my office window and the snow level on the mountains still pretty low. And last I checked, we were still at about eh, right around 100% of average snowpack for this time of year up in the high country. So it's really wonderful to see that taking place. And it's kind of a shame that, that, you know, the simple basics of life have been so interrupted or so sidetracked. Our attention spans have been so sidetracked uh, because of this. At the same time, it's a big deal. It is a big deal for society, for this planet, for the human race in general. And I, I, I get it. It's a big deal. But we cannot lose the battle mentally we cannot lose the battle spiritually we cannot lose the battle emotionally to um this this ridiculous spiky beach ball with uh with uh carnations attached to it aka the coronavirus yes it's serious yes it is costing people's lives and livelihoods and things like that and I'm not putting my head in the sand about it. I'm not. I understand that it is a big deal. And I understand that it is the dominant topic of discussion around the world right now. But at the same time, I'm not going to lose the, the emotional and spiritual and mental battle over this. I'm going to come to work. I'm going to do my work and... As long as I am able to do that, and I'm going to thank God every day for keeping me reasonably healthy and for keeping me out of harm's way and for uh, allowing me and my family to uh, to live and and with with the daily provisions that he provides for us. I'm, I'm a uh, a big believer in the power of prayer, not only in asking, but in thanking as well. So uh, sitting here in my office, it is uh, right now, it's a Friday afternoon and beautiful sunshine. You know, the little things that we take for granted and there is not a cloud in the sky. And it, it's been several days since the sun has been shining quite to this level. It's chilly outside. It took a walk just a few minutes ago. 
around the grounds of the radio station here. It's a little chilly, a little bit of a chilly breeze, but oh, the sun just feels so good. I feel like I am part lizard because when I go outside and the sun shines on me, it just, just gets those endorphins kick-started or, or whatever it is that it kick-starts. Just so wonderful to feel the sun shining, um, sh- shining down on us and it's very pleasant so we're coming up on a weekend here and i'm kind of hoping for a little downtime this weekend i know you know shelter in place you can't go anywhere well they they say you can't go anywhere and i'm not going to push the boundaries but it is still okay to take a drive a scenic drive and and if you recreate outdoors uh, you go to a, a park or a hiking area or whatever, the, the six feet um, separation, things like that. Okay, I get that. And I think I can manage the six feet of separation sort of thing. Went for a walk yesterday out in the, uh, the nature preserve across the street from my house. And apparently the, uh, the cat of the neighbor who is affectionately named neighbor cat i know i thought of that myself um neighbor cat walked with me on my walk out in the nature preserve he just hung out with me and kind of tagged along behind me there were times when he didn't recognize this six foot separation and i'm good with that i sat down at one point i sat down kind of on the uh, on the rocky canyon rim sat down and he came over and he like nuzzled his head underneath my arm while I was sitting there he wanted he wanted me to put my arm around him and he wanted some love and he wanted some affection and I'm thinking I get that you know I'm not by nature a very social person and socially dysfunctional in fact I guess would be what how you might refer to it but at the same time you know these last few days last few weeks i have missed shaking people's hands i have missed uh, hugs from the cute little ladies at church or or the cute little whatever's at church and and, i mean don't tell anyone but i i've kind of missed that and the handshakes and the uh, the reassurances and things like that that you can get in person and that that's i i will admit although you know if someone holds it over my head i'll deny it but i will admit i i kind of miss a lot of social interaction while i am socially dysfunctional i'm also socially capable i can i i went to the grocery store a couple days ago and i smiled at people and uh course i couldn't tell if they were smiling back because they were their, their their faces were behind their uh their masks which either they were taking abundant precautions or they were a member of isis i, I figure but yeah there were a lot of masked people and i couldn't see their facial expressions after i smiled at the, they probably thought i was just creepy who's this weird 40 something guy smiling at me in the grocery store what a what a creeper and then you meet what's really creepy is your paths cross and then you meet them in the next aisle and it's like uh i smiled at you in the last aisle 
I'm not going to do it again. Or, or maybe I will. But anyway, yeah, the basics of social interaction. I hope we don't um, lose track of stuff like that. Because it, it's something that... I, I know it's something that I took for granted a lot. I remember as a teenager and even well into my early 20s... Um, I I wasn't big on being hugged. I, I was big on being left alone. And even, you know, like my mother, rest her soul, and my grandmother, rest her soul, they were, uh, they were huggers. They were physical contact people. And when I was in my teens and early 20s, that kind of, uh, that kind of bothered me a little bit. And now that I'm in my mid-40s, and both my mother and her mother, my grandmother, have passed on. What I wouldn't give to get a, uh, a hug from either one of them, especially my grandmother, though, because she was about a foot and a half shorter than I was, than I am. And when she would hug, she would reach up and she would pull you down like she was... Uh, climbing an elm tree or something like that. You pull the branch down so you can climb up that tree. She pulled down on the tree. And if you didn't, I, I, I guess, if you didn't bend over to, uh, to let her give you a hug, she would probably just you know, suspend herself. Her feet would probably leave the ground. But yeah, I, I miss, those, miss those hugs. And, uh, you know, hopefully... We are learning what we took for granted, and hopefully we won't have to do that again. So it's really, uh, really a lot of lessons that we can take away from being um, socially distant or, or sheltering in, at home or whatever you want to call it. Uh, there are some lessons to be learned from that. So... Um, and, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of good news out there. We hear a lot about the uh, the bad news and the the negativity of this whole thing. We don't hear a lot because it's not clickbait. We don't hear about a lot of the uh, the, the good news sorts of things going on, um, you know, in the world. We hear, um, you know, oh. It's, it's apocalyptic or, or whatever you want to call it. Even Stephen King, mystery writer Stephen King, um, weighed in on the coronavirus pandemic. And he says that he, uh, the, um, the details of the current coronavirus pandemic sound uh, rather familiar to him. Uh, check this out. I wrote The Stand about uh, a, a pandemic uh, that wipes out most of the human race. Thank God this one isn't that bad. But I wrote that in 1979. And yeah. uh, ever since then, there's been, uh, this, this has just been waiting to happen. And uh, the fact that nobody really seemed prepared uh, still mystifies me. Stephen King and... Um... I don't know if you want to call it prophecy or whatever, but um, I guess a, a good thing about all this uh, this stuff is that um, one of the brighter aspects, I guess this is a brighter aspect, is that it's um, it's making people get real with themselves, or at least get real with their spirits. Um, you know, case in point, 
A number of states uh, apparently are offering parishioners the chance to <laughs> to confess their sins from their cars. Uh, yeah, curbside confessions. Um, Birmingham, Alabama. Father Douglas Vu is doing that from St. Barnabas Parish. Um, curbside confessions. I sit at one side and the penitent can sit in his or her vehicle and they can talk to me uh, uh, about like six to seven or eight feet of distance for their safety and for my safety. So I'm thinking, what if, uh, what if they had like, um, I don't know, the, this, the same thing except you don't even have to drive. You can just uh, confess via OnStar or confess via Alexa or, or uh, Siri or something like that, like the, the Siri confessional. Um, and then it sends your message straight to a priest or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I would think that uh, confessing straight to God himself might kind of uh, take the middleman out of it and you don't have to have Siri to do it. But it's just an idea, um, a Siri-based confessional. And would we have to refer to Siri then as Father Siri or or Saint Siri or, or how would that work? Anyway... I hope everything is going well with you, and I hope that you're uh, you're doing very well in your in your containment, your confinement, your whatever you want to call it, your isolation, sheltering in place um, at at home, um, your exile, whatever you want to call it. I hope you're doing well with that, and. If you are looking, and I will say this again, I said it in the last uh, podcast, if you're looking for some good reading material, I have a couple of recommendations. Uh, And not only am I biased, but I I know that these, uh, these stories, they are positive, they are funny. We need positive and funny in the world today. And uh, they are written by my lovely wife. Her name is Bethany Turner. She is the author of The Secret Life of Sarah Hollenbeck. And if you have, uh, if you have like a Kindle or some sort of an e-reader, you can download it, um, or you know, you can order the book in, in in paper format. I know they still print stuff on paper. Uh, the other one, Wooing Katie McCaffrey. The Secret Life of Sarah Hollenbeck is kind of a, uh, uh, a teal blue color book and uh, Wooing Katie McCaffrey, kind of a pink color. Both books, both stories are positive. They are funny. They are nourishing for your sense of humor. And I think, I think you won't regret them. Uh, you won't regret reading them if you read them, especially during uh, this time. So, The Secret Life of Sarah Hollenbeck and Wooing Katie McCaffrey. And I will let you know as well that in just a few days, just a few days, she has a new book coming out, a brand new book that will drop very soon. And um, yeah, it's called Hadley Beckett's Next Dish. And it follows the same the same vein as 
wooing Katie McCaffrey and the secret life of Sarah Hollenbeck in that um, my lovely wife utilizes humor, utilizes positivity, and um, it's just, yeah, great reading. So if you are uh, sheltering in place, I recommend you put those two, and then when the third one drops, uh, put the third one on your reading list. You will not regret it. So uh, the three books, again, The Secret Life of Sarah Hollenbeck, Wooing Katie McCaffrey, and Hadley Beckett's Next Dish. You can order them online. You don't even have to uh, go to the bookstore. Or if you have an e-reader, you can download them as well and enjoy them. She put a lot of work into them, a lot of her heart and soul, and she is proud of them, and I'm proud of her for, uh, for, for doing so well on them as well. Y- you will enjoy them. They are absolutely delightful. So, again, Friday afternoon sunshine. I'm sitting here in the office, and I guess I better get back to work. I just wanted to... Uh, just wanted to check in and uh, oh it's wrestlemania weekend yeah uh, as of the last report wrestlemania was still taking place my sons and i are big pro wrestling fans and you know with uh, with live events sort of uh, postponed or whatever it, it's amazing that wrestlemania is still scheduled to take place this weekend of course no crowds will be present it's a two-night thing i guess this friday and saturday and um, wrestlemania without a crowd it's going to be very weird and and a lot of people are saying well why are they even having it they need to postpone and i will again go back to you cannot lose the battle over you know over this whole coronavirus thing you you can't lose the battle over it if you have something scheduled and if you have the ability to carry on with it i think it will be good for everyone involved if you just carry on with it we'll have plenty of opportunities for for live events that we can attend later on but some some sense of normalcy i think will be uh will be promoted by having things like Wrestlemania this weekend and for goodness sake it is a live event that um, you know we we haven't seen too many of those I've been watching like replays of NCAA tournament games from 15, 20 35 years ago and so something that is live that's actually taking place like in the spring of 2020 wow it's amazing and so I applaud the uh, organizers of uh, WrestleMania for having it. And I hope they go through with it. And I hope it goes well. And I want to say thanks for, uh, for, for going ahead and, and for putting forth the entertainment value in this. Lots of people to be thankful for in this world um, as well, you know. Uh, the grocery store workers, the truck drivers, the first responders, the medical personnel. Um, and, and I'll even say, to a large extent, the media. I know I'm part of it, but, uh, you know, the media keep us informed and in touch about all this. To varying degrees of quality, I guess. You know, I've been trying to put my best foot forward as a member of the media to to report fairly, honestly, accurately, and timely 
there are some media outlets that have not but um, and we can talk about that on a different podcast if we need to but I do want to say thanks to everyone who uh, they are um, going the extra mile and above and beyond during this turbulent uncertain time my phone's ringing I guess I better go answer my phone so uh, it's Kelly Turner the Sense and Civility podcast I appreciate you listening and uh, we'll talk to you next time Uh, and God bless. Have a great one and uh, have fun sheltering in place.